0: Hello people. This is episode 176 of Just Because the Human Experience podcast. I'm still Michael Lobo. This episode was recorded January 29th, 2023. Today it is June 15th. Fuck. Of 2023, I am I am very behind on all this. May kicked my butt uh as far as work goes and uh Sort of mentally, and that kind of bleeds into everything else, doesn't it? But as much as I'm honest with, with y'all about when things are shitty, you know, life is feeling pretty good at the moment. Kids are great. The, the boy is starting kindergarten soon, which is very strange. Kickball team is doing awesome. Balls deep. That's the that's name of the kickball team. I'm not just saying balls deep randomly. We have our playoffs on Sunday. Looking forward to it. Things are going really well, which is weird to say out loud. I, I feel like um, we should also acknowledge when things are going well, and I think that that helps mentally to to acknowledge and be grateful for it. And so, I'm trying to be better about that. Of course, things can always be can always be better, but I find whenever I I, I dwell in the shitty things, it I get all mucky inside and. Enjoy the muckiness. Um, for this episode, I was I was joined by Becca, and Abraham, and Chaz. They're three amazing people. I had a lot of fun with this. Of course, this is just I have I have so many episodes that I've yet to post, and this was one of that those string of random roundtables I did, where conversations were goofy, but then we would hit sections of just really thoughtful conversation, um, really deep conversation, and and, and I I always love the balance and the dynamic of really silly jokes mixed with thoughtful ideas and opinions. And they make me giggle in my heart. Enjoy. My gosh! Oh wow! Hello, this is Chaz and this is Becca. I don't know where everybody is. Hi, Becca. This is
1: hi. Nice this to is, meet you. Nice to meet you.
0: How are you all doing?
1: All right.
0: Great, Chaz. That was a lie. It's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? It's really what?
2: early. I'm tired. I'm just joking.
1: What?
0: <laughs> Let's say it's one thirty there. I think. I'm sure.
2: It is one thirty.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Um, what was the best and worst part of your week? yeah, are we starting already? We can start- oh this no, we can shoot the shit. There was another person, but
2: I don't know jumping where
1: right
2: in. I'm gonna yell at them. um, we can you hear me clearly, yes, okay, I have a microphone, but I can't find headphones, and I was like, crap, this isn't gonna work, but okay, cool, we're good, we're good.
0: Is this your room? Yes, that's an awesome octopus uh or squid. Behind you. His name is Reginald. He protects Reg- the room. <laughs> That's awesome. Reginald. I don't have anything to protect the room. Um, Chaz, what was the best and worst part of your week? It's the same thing.
2: What uh, same thing as, as what? Last time you were on? No, 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 no. I mean, it's the same oh. thing. The, they're both the, my worst and best thing. Oh, I see. I'm directing our school musical. And um, if you work with children, you know that they're awful uh yes (laughs) very much so (laughs) so there was like a couple days where i was like oh my god i'm gonna murder all of you and then there was a point where i went you guys are doing so good i'm so god you're just so great and i'm just like yeah a little bipolar about that
0: yeah when does the show go up
2: um in like the second week of march i think oh it's like march 10th
0: you have some time then with these to go back and forth like that
2: yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be a lot. Give me a lot of white hairs popping up. Goodness. Okay.
1: How old are the kids you work with?
2: Um, four to eleven. Oh shit. Because <laughs> the rule is, any kid that wants to audition gets to be in the show, no matter what. And so we have like pre-K to fifth grade, and I'm just like, okay. oh no. Uh, um... how do you how do you balance that? Well, like we're doing Willy Wonka. Okay. So all the all the kids under se- second grade and under are oompa loompas. So I just have specific oompa loompa days where I go oompa loompas only, no one else. I can't deal with anyone else. So that's helping out.
0: Okay, I got I got nothing on that. I'm only four to five year olds. Uh, I can't imagine trying to mix the group. That sounds terrifying. Oh,
2: it's it's yeah,
0: and awesome. <laughs> I guess yeah. Becca, what was a uh, worst best worst part every week?
1: Worst part, also work-related. One of my clients got uh, hit by a car for the second time in the last six weeks. And so everyone is very concerned about him and why this is happening. Yeah.
0: Second time?
1: It wasn't as bad as the first time. He didn't have to go to the hospital, but still.
2: Yeah. The older person?
1: He's 15.
2: Oh, never mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot of concern around that. And it's been weighing on me. I feel bad for the kid.
0: Yeah. What's his name? No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but what do you do?
1: I am in school to be a psychologist. So I am training at a community mental health clinic.
2: Okay.
0: That'd be great if you're like, I work at Arby's
2: um, (laughs) and I have clients. (laughs) <laughs> this kid got in an accident yeah, um, he comes in he gets his big beef and cheddar and then he walked on traffic yeah.
1: somebody,
0: <laughs> I, hate, I don't know what's going on with him uh, we're all concerned um, yeah I hope he's alright so that was the best part of your week what was the worst part <laughs>
1: that no was the worst part. <laughs> oh, uh, that was the worst the, part I'm sorry the, the best part was falling asleep early on Thursday and getting like nine and a half hours of sleep Oh my gosh.
0: What's and, that like?
1: And, and mostly feeling rested. I think my body just had like the master restart and it's like, no, you're going to sleep now. Yeah. And it was lovely.
0: No way. Abraham, what the
2: Oh. Chaz? Oh. Oh, tell me. I'm oh my kill. gosh.
0: Let's go, Becca. We can. I-
2: <laughs> okay. All right. I am so happy right now.
3: Okay. Now oh. cooking with Grace. Not not to disrespect you Rebecca, but hi. How are Hello. you? <laughs>
1: I'm well. Oh. You. Chaz nice and Abraham have
3: never met.
2: No, I don't know who, I, don't
3: I don't know
1: who
2: I have no idea what this human being is. This is uh this like, is quite fascinating. This is great. How are how are I, you Abraham? I changed my answer. This is oh. the best moment of the week. Oh. <laughs> cool. I'm glad.
3: Oh wow! I am I am doing so much better than I thought I needed to be. So this is great. Okay. It's a it's a happy Sunday, everybody. Happy New yes. Year! Merry Christmas! Happy Hanukkah! Happy birthday! All the stuff we've missed. What have we missed?
0: Yes, Halloween, Kwanzaa,
3: Halloween, uh, Kwanzaa,
0: Columbus Day. No,
3: that, um, that, that, that. no,
0: nope, that's not that, a thing.
3: That. Uh, what was the best worst part Na- of your week? Native American <laughs> Just, Day. Hey, Native, Native American. Yes, Indigenous People's Day. Yes, Indigenous People's Day. All of that. Wow. What was the question? What was my <laughs> best... <laughs> the yeah, the best and worst part of your week? You know, I had time to think about this, and I hope so. Uh, uh, um, I think the best part of my week was this is going to sound strange, but here it is: um, submitting my medical examination results to my attorney so they can finalize my green card application and them getting it and saying we've got it now we just got to sit back and wait for the decision which we're pretty sure is going to be a good one but um working so hard to finally put all of that together and not having any major hiccups up until this point uh even though it's taken was it when 2023 we submitted in 2021 so it's we're now going to we're in year 2 now of this Uh, a a drama that is the immigration process. So, but just knowing that up until this point, nothing major or like all the information was submitted was all good. And then getting the note saying, yep, we got it. I've done everything I can do in my power to make sure I get it all sorted. So now it's the waiting game. The final final stretch of the long, long, long 15-year marathon. I think that was... That was pretty good. Yeah, what <laughs> what do you win? I win. I win residency in America.
0: <laughs> Ooh!
3: Yay!
0: Uh, I'm just kidding. Yay! One,
3: one step closer to being able to vote.
0: Yeah. No. Um. No. That's awesome. I'm very. I'm, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> and the the worst part. Worst part.
3: Mm. Worst part. Um. Oh, worst part, worst part. Let's see. Um hmm. I, I wouldn't say it's the worst part, but it's it it was it was tough. So my 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 I feel like this is weird. Every time I've I've spoken to you, someone important or close to me important has either lost somebody or they're going through a grieving process. Um no, that I I wouldn't say that one. Hold on. Worst part. Probably this moment right now. You know, just, just <laughs> this, is my, this is my worst part. This is now my e- eating up your time and having to. So you have to do more editing work later. Um, I don't edit. I don't. Would 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 it be strange if I, I really don't have anything to complain about right now? Because <sighs> I, 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 I don't. I mean, yeah, the gas is high and eggs are a million dollars, but Abraham is doing OK. OK, Abraham. I don't have anything that feels significant enough to 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 uh, uh to to complain about right now to mm-hmm. stress about. I'm yeah. that's that's my answer. I hope that's I hope that fits your audience. So <laughs> <laughs> My
0: my audience is uh, angry depressed people, so no. That that was uh, <laughs> just made everybody else sad. No, um no that's great, I think.
3: Okay. Um I just hit my mic. Can you hear me? Mic check 1 2. Is it now this is the worst part. No, yeah, this we can hear you. Yes. OK, I, good, well, good. I can hear you. I
0: don't know about everybody. Perfect. My what? The coffee. Someone came okay. and now they took my coffee. Um, oh,
3: no, you're coffee less. This
0: is going to that's the worst part now. This is just piling on. Um, I had a I had an episode yesterday, so it's weird mm-hmm. doing. I did best worst part already. So like, I don't want to repeat Um, mm-hmm. best part yesterday. We we went to the mall with two Mm -hmm. children they were our children and it was cool we bought shoes and raspados because our son kept asking Mm -hmm. for some and um we got some and then we went to or we came home and uh we watched the royal rumble which is a a wrestling pay-per-view thing Mm -hmm. and uh i'm super into it and so this is our son's first time and so i'm like this is cool and um (laughs) oh you got There's an empty a, cup there, back. There was a bee in the ice cube in our coffees. Uh that's disgusting. Uh so From the stayed, store? Yeah, from uh from human being. Human being. I guess she found a bee in her coffee and
3: there was a bee in mine. That's cool. That's that's using honey in a different
2: Yeah, they're they're trying context. to context. That's very that's,
3: sustainable. That's, um, that.
2: Wait, like get frozen in an ice cube or it like was swimming?
0: I don't know about hers, but mine was in an ice cube. Wow! Well, good picture. A, a, maybe it's like should, a surprise.
2: Like you know,
0: take take a picture and, get, like, and a send deploy? it to them. Oh yeah, I'll ta- <laughs> drive all the way. I'm gonna take the whole laptop with me. Uh, <laughs> so that, hey, I just found my worst. Well, I have my whiskey. Hmm. Um, well, I said yesterday the worst was uh, the 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 Tyree Nichols uh, video came out. We had um that talk with our son because my wife and I we were upset about it hmm. and uh and like crying so then of course he's like why why are you crying we were trying to figure out how much do we tell him what do we tell him mm. and so it to the conversation of like how black and brown people don't get treated fairly and uh you know just uh, sort of be wary and and sort of systemic racism and it was a lot for a 5 year old i uh, we tried our best to simplify as much of it as we could but still it'll be questions like He'll say, oh, uh, Uncle Jeremiah is black. And I go, yes, he's black. And he'll say, and he, I don't think he sort of recognized that he's brown. I think he's just playing and, and doing stuff. And now he's mm-hmm. like, wait, oh, so, okay. So I'm sort of viewed differently. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, yeah. And um, so that that's just been weird to have that conversation with him. I kind of felt like it would eventually happen, especially, I mean, Arizona's I don't know if Arizona is the worst state uh, in these United States, but, um, you know, there's some problems here, too. That was the worst. Also, the bee in the ice. So systemic racism, bee in the
3: ice cube. Uh,
2: the metaphor.
3: The- <laughs> Something's supposed to cool you out might sting you.
2: It might sting exactly. oh, damn it. The U.S. should be cool, but there's always that bee sting. There's, there's always that bee sting. sting.
3: Ooh. Damn. Let's go, Chaz.
2: Let's yes. go. Come
0: on. Come on. I love come on. It wow i asked y'all for a a song recommendation it doesn't have to be a new song that's out it could just be a song currently
2: that's been hitting you in your life Chaz, um the song i've been listening to on repeat is called let me check my phone (laughs) because let me check best part by her and daniel caesar yes you're the best part I heard it once and i went jesus has this is so freaking like mellow but romantic and everything so i've just been listening to it on repeat nice i love her becca
1: i don't listen to music much other than when i'm getting ready in the morning and mana i don't know if you all know who mana is like iconic spanish rock band has been you know on repeat like most mornings i think my favorite song is "Rayando el Sol." And I've just really been getting back into their music because I'm gonna go see them for the first time in uh, March.
0: Oh, and, cool! Um, yeah, N- not where you are
1: N- in New York.
0: Oh, okay, I was gonna say I don't. <laughs> in
1: no, they're not coming to Boston. Yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs>
0: I don't know if Boston's a very big Manathan. Space. That's awesome. That's super exciting.
3: Mm. Abraham. Really quick. Did, did yes. they have a concert in California like maybe a few weeks? Ago? Not a few, about, a f- oh, it's probably months now. Do you know if Manal were here?
1: Yeah, they're on a big tour. I imagine. Yes. They're like several in California and a couple in Arizona too.
3: When I was flying back from uh, South Carolina on Thanksgiving, I uh, was at the airport in transit in, um, um, I forget which state it was. Uh, I think it was Texas, and there were a bunch of people who were flying from Texas to California to go to the Maná concert. Um, um I think I think that's because we were all talking about it, and, and it was just interesting how these strangers just were like, "Are you going to the con-? Yeah, I'm going to the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 we're doing it." And so I was just like, "Man, I'm missing out. I need to find out what this is about." um <laughs> Yeah, they had like a huge event. Uh I believe that must have been the same one. Yeah. So,
1: probably that's also what,
3: that's fascinating. They're um, huge.
1: Maybe, maybe everyone is sort of like in the mindset, I am like this may be their last tour. Like they're getting up right. there in age. They're
3: older. Like, yes, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> like, I need to go see them now before. Right. Like, we're retiring.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. That was kind of the uh, same thing that Carlos Santana had a had a had a concert as well, too. Those Carlos Santana, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And um, uh, who was it? There was a, a third act as well. I think the Ludacris War. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, That's not Ludacris. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Carlos Santana, Ludacris. <laughs> Area codes. <laughs> Come
0: on. Da, da, da. <laughs> um.
3: Yes. So no, that's it like, wasn't ludicrous. Okay. I'm it sorry. wasn't ludicrous. It was war. It was uh opening oh, okay. fire, Carlos Santana and War. They were doing oh. it. And it was great to see all the uh uh all the the old the old heads when Carlos Santana came on, they're like, Let me get up, standing oh. up with their walkers, and you know, dancing in their aisles. I'm just like, Yeah, I'm experiencing history right now. This is great.
0: <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. I love history. that's how you view it, is that you're experiencing history. Uh <gasps> I'm just yeah. I'm just worried when they I see the old people moving. I'm like, please don't fall, please don't. Fall. Especially if I am in the grocery store and they fall in front of me. I'm like, oh, I know I have to be the one to help them up. I'm not gonna be the jerk that just walks off. I feel like so.
3: I'm like, please don't,
0: die. please don't fall right in front of me.
3: Okay, yeah. very cool, Abraham. The song I've been listening to the most recently. I actually put the link in the in the in the chat because I, it's a beautiful song. I it's called Aya uh, Adaba. It's a Nigerian uh, musician. Her name is Asha. It's spelled A-S-A, but it's pronounced like like, uh, Asha. And stumbled across it. It's been on repeat. I don't even know. Thank you, YouTube Music, for just doing magic. And I've listened to her whole album maybe about 10 times since I stumbled into this song. There is not a single song that you can skip on her entire album. And the fact that I don't even understand most of the songs because she's speaking her native language. But I don't care because the feeling is there. So this song, Eya Adaba by Asha is... And it, Eya is spelled E-Y-E and then A-D-A-B-A. Eya Adaba cool. by uh, by Asha. It's phenomenal. If you find that album, if you got some time to spare, just want something in the background, highly recommend it. Thank you.
0: I am trying not to say a Princess and the Frog song because we just saw that movie. We've been playing it over and over. <clears throat> so I'll pick, I think it's pronounced silence and they just wanted to be cool and put another I after the L. So it's like si- silly Iance. But they remixed Mario Wyden's I Don't Want to Know. But it's a an EDM beat on it, or they covered it and uh, and then remixed it. I, it's just so silly. I I the song is to me kind of silly, but then I think, well, do I want to know, Serena? Do I want to know? And um, <laughs> if if you're playing me, keep it on the low. But it was strange to have that that upbeat. EDM beat on it I think it's such such a a depressing song yeah so it's uh, it's interesting so I've enjoyed that uh, the past couple weeks yeah can you send that to
3: us so we can I can oh gosh oh shit yeah all all your song recommendations everybody okay I'd love to listen to whatever it is that uh, that has you going it's uh, I love music as, as much as the next person I guess but I love hearing what people I get to know like as well so
0: Okay, yeah, it's gonna be good. And then I have some questions for y'all. I hope you have the pants for them. You know this is a Zoom call, right?
3: Like, oh, okay. pants don't come standard. I, I hope you have the socks for them. Can we at <laughs> least socks? See about that, uh, oh, damn. You want to try again. I got damn. house
0: shoes on. I got house shoes. On. House shoes. The footwear. On. The, the footwear. The footwear for it. All right. I'm ready. What do a lot of people have very strong opinions about, even though they know very little about it? Anybody can go anytime.
2: Literally like everything.
0: <laughs> Pick one or list them. Mm. Okay. I-,
2: I will share something. Cause I like just had this conversation with someone. <laughs> um, I don't know what you would call it. Everyone thinks they know what's offensive. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had someone like make a joke and I laugh at it. And someone will be like, you're not offended by that? And I'm like, no, I'm not offended by that. That was actually a really good joke. And they're like, "That, but that joke could be hurtful. And I'm like, for you, because that's your cup of tea. That's not your cup of tea. But for me, I thought it was hilarious. So I think like right now I was talking to some friends about like, no one walks the middle path. It is either... You are completely mm. against something or you're completely for something. There's no middle path. So I'm like, everything's offensive. That's mm. just that's, And people will argue it all day long and you just say they're going, but not for me. I didn't think it was offensive. I can't enjoy this anymore. Okay.
0: Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. I have uh, a lot of conversations with people where, um, because I, I love watching stand-up comedy. And I think you all know me enough that I'm a jokey kind of person. When someone says that's offensive, and I go, "Well, can you explain to me why is it offensive? They can't seem to say why or they say the basic part of what the surface level of the joke. And then when I explain, like, well, it's commentary on this thing, and it's saying like it's turning it sideways, and that's why I don't think it's offensive or not meant to be. it's it's I love the beauty of a joke and like storytelling like that, and to just label it as offensive. Okay, well, I guess we can never talk about it ever again. I go, okay, well cool i guess that sucks so yeah that's a, that's a good one
2: well it's like people miss the point of certain jokes too because like mm-hmm. uh you're talking about a show where the joke was uh, a character <laughs> have you guys ever seen community yes yeah like a show about a, a community bit. college and there's a they're doing like a dnd game and one of the characters dresses up as a dark elf and oh. puts on black face oh, the oh, whole no. joke is blackface is bad don't do that Uh but that's that's the whole point of the joke in the in the show is don't do blackface it's not good but someone was like offended by the fact that they even showed it period i'm like yes they showed it but to illustrate that blackface is a bad thing i go you're you're taking the joke and you're agreeing with it without realizing you're agreeing with it
0: yeah they missed the they missed the whole point of it yeah so whenever someone brings up an example of did you see so and so tweet this? I go, well, what was the context? You can't just take the sentence out of the whole thing. Like, what was the whole conversation? And and to just let's cancel them,
3: mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous, most of the time, I think. Cancel culture is yeah that ties a lot into censorship, cancel culture, and the 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 direction which I would say even the entertainment industry is going. Like we, uh our sensitivity and what we feel we need to be outraged about and what we should actually be outraged about sometimes those two those two ideas can get uh, mixed up or conflated and and like like you said some people will pick a point cuz they want to feel left out maybe that uh, was that the FOMO fear of missing mm-hmm. out and and so they repeat the the standard you know the little responses that you see on rallies or in that the the hot the hot Re- rebuttal lines but then if you actually sit with them quietly and try to dig into the privacy of their mind and find out exactly what is it that's going on difficult conversations uh are, are being avoided because of that and uh i think we're, we're we're losing the essence of what what it what's important to communicate and how do how to even resolve differences mm-hmm. uh, which is communication and perhaps approaching it with a with a, with a mind of uh, openness and, and ready to actually consume even difficult information uh, that you might not necessarily agree with, but then understand that it's a point of view that's coming from somewhere. And the fact that it exists, is probably worth addressing.
0: Mm-hmm. That was the correct answer. Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you, Abraham. No, uh, Becca, did you pick up one?
1: Can you repeat the question?
0: what is your favorite color no uh what do a lot of people have very strong opinions about even though they know very little about it
1: i think sort of where i am and like being in school and studying to be a psychologist so i think Mm. my answer is mental health in general and a lot of stigma and a lot of communities and i mean i i can understand where some of it comes from but Sometimes it's just not, it's not helpful and it's invalidating for a lot of people. And uh, it can be really hard working with individuals who feel like they have like no support from their community or their family and feeling like, you know, no one, no one gets it. No one understands what I'm going through. And they, they say like, oh, going to, going to a psychologist, going to speak to somebody that means you're crazy. Mm -hmm. There's something really wrong with you. Or if you have to take medication, like you're really crazy. They don't. They don't understand how those things can be helpful. You know? Yeah,
0: that's exactly what my mom said when she found out I was seeing a therapist. She's like, "But you're not crazy, Michael." And I go, "I. That's not what that means." But cool, thanks. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with you. And I go, "I. That's nope. Still, still missing it, mom." And then it went back to just become a nurse, please, and you'll be okay. And I said, "I'm. I'm 35. I'm not going to become a nurse at this point. It's over." Abraham, did you? have an answer
3: uh what was that COVID probably one of them you said COVID COVID (laughs) like the vaccine (laughs) and 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 what has happened these past couple of years it's still out there I guess people are still getting it and whether we really have moved on as a community as a as a as a globe rather to where it's okay to now reduce the requirements of masks and sanitize every five seconds, because we are in a better place, or maybe we probably didn't need to be as scared as we were in the beginning as bad as as bad as they made it out to be, and then listening to the arguments for either or uh it's it still kind of leaves me in this place where it's like, so what are we doing again? um uh, because I feel like anyone can pick a particular issue and with enough research on the internet, you can make a strong argument for or against anything. And then then again, it it's um I'm not a I'm not a doctor. So uh I want to trust that, you know, what they do tell us is the truth. And we follow that. Whether it's in this country, whether it's in a different country, it doesn't matter. You'd hope those people who are who hold those positions are as honorable as they possibly can. And then then you find out that there are some people who have agendas, even in circumstances of crisis, and uh, it, it's frustrating because it, it leaves us who are in the middle very, very polarized and confused. And yeah, it's 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 a it's a tricky one. I think COVID has been has been an eye opening, uh, um, an unnecessary, uh, uh, but definitely eye opening experience uh, for humankind, really.
0: Mm-hmm. It definitely made everybody a doctor, (laughs) but it made everybody, (laughs) Um, I read this thing and uh, that's what we're doing. And I said, what, did you look at any more than that? The one article you read or just like, where did you get your information? But uh, everyone became a a medical expert. I feel after, or in the middle of COVID, which hmm. is stupid. (laughs) Um, I think I would say uh, stupid people. I think People feel stupid. Uh, um <laughs> I can't. I'm one of those stupid people. No, um, <laughs> you all said some really great ones. I, I feel like I would have landed on those. The mental health one, like when, when people go, uh, you know, self-care. And I go, no, just because you, you bought a thing for yourself, it's not really like self-care. Like, what are you doing to unpack the thing, your your trauma or uh whatever it may be? I also love the like things being offensive and just like like for me, if a stand-up comedian says a thing, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure maybe somebody will like throw out an example of like, "What about this time?" And I go, "Oh, fuck, you're right." But mm-hmm. I think for the most part, you're you're sort of making a contract with the performer, like this is its own bubble of reality where they are saying these things, mm-hmm. and it's part of a show, and it's part of a something that's is affected by the reality outside of the the theater, but it's it's its own thing, and to not totally judge the artist by it but um racism is a good one (laughs) like i I love uh talking to white people and they white 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 people people. and um some of them a lot of them don't get it just well why don't they why don't people color just do this this and this and it won't happen to them i go that's a very easy thing to say uh when things have been stacked Against them for so long and and then there's so many barriers in between, even if you get out of the neighborhood with low funding for the school or even mm-hmm. if you get to go to the the nice high school like th- there's just always things in the way for for people of color and uh for the for white people to just you know say how easy it is to just stop it uh, It's baffling to me anytime you bring something up um they have some mm-hmm. sort of reply, but not fully understand what their replies saying uh yeah
2: yeah also one way thinking they just well if we just stop being if we just start being nice to black and brown people we're fine it's like well no it's more than that because not everyone's doing it and also there's all these things that are foundational that affect us like it's not it's not just are you being nice to my face it's (laughs) like there's so much more right
3: yeah uh, I had two thoughts uh, to share after your, your your comment, Michael. The first one was: Have you seen uh, the stand-up? It's on uh, Netflix called Cheeseburger. I have not. His, His name, name is Andrew Santino. Okay. Yeah, and he kind of talks about what you you uh uh you you summarized in your response. Uh, okay. This agreed contract we make when we go into those spaces because we're we're literally entering their arena, and mm-hmm. it's like you chose to be here. You, you bought the ticket, you did the thing. And I understand that, you know, as Dave Chappelle puts it, like stand-up comedy and that genre is is probably the last frontiers of where people can talk about things if they're skilled at it, of course, in a humorous manner that perhaps are controversial to talk outside of that arena. And and it's a lot of things that we are thinking, but perhaps don't say. And then the second follow-up, I know... Uh, Conversations with 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 white people. How how has how has that, if at all, impacted or affected your ability to to make new friends or to maintain uh, um, genuine relationships with the white uh, brothers and sisters who are in your lives currently? I guess that's for everybody, really.
0: Yeah. One thing for me is my half brother found me on twenty three and me. And he's white. We share the same white dad, and but I didn't find out till I was eighteen that I was half. I thought I was just full Filipino, bleed rice um, all day, but that's not the case. And I was going to find that
2: offensive. <laughs> oh no, I'm offended.
0: <laughs> Filipinos unite. Um, and so I, I, I was joking with Serena because he came to Arizona and asked if we could meet in real life, and I. I said to her, I wonder what kind of like white is he? Is he mm-hmm. like the white people who like know and recognize what's going on? They're like, fuck, this sucks. We should fix it. Or is it sort of people who deny it? Uh and he is he's he's amazing so far. We we've had a lot of conversations about stuff. And I uh, how does it affect I definitely keep them at a distance now versus mm. before I was friendly with everybody? but i sort of like to gauge where you stand and i i think becoming a father had a lot to do with it you know i i want to be sure that my the the people my kids know or the people i interact with in life are open minded and loving people and so if you don't show that or show i guess an inability or uh yeah an inability to to want to change that then i I, I kind of just keep you at a distance. I mean, I'll be cordial to you. I'll, I'll Respectful. But, you know, I, I don't think I'll pursue anything deeper than, hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah. Wow. Chaz, Beck, how do you navigate those? Beck is like, nope, I'm in Boston. <laughs> I'm in I, Boston I can't say I, anything.
3: I have a lot of white colleagues. <laughs> this is going to be hard. Our...
1: Really? I mean, no. I don't know. Just being in higher ed, like, I'm in a lot of white spaces and Mm -hmm. I just still really, I I feel uncomfortable. I feel like it's a lot of pressure being like the Brown person in a class, like the Hispanic Latinx person in a clinic, the only person who is bilingual. Like there's just a lot. I feel like I'm held to a different standard. I feel like I'm given a lot of extra work that isn't noticed or appreciated. Oh Mm -hmm. shit. a lot yeah and it's hard and i know like my colleagues they don't get it and they don't see it and most of them wouldn't be able to talk about it in any like um helpful way if it was brought up or like working with supervisors who also don't get it when i'm working with Mm -hmm. people who look like me and trying to explain the experience of my clients to them and like they're giving me all these suggestions and knowing in the back of my head like I'm not going to say that to them because no, or they don't mm-hmm. have access to those things. I can't give those suggestions. You don't get it. Mm-hmm. So to come up with something on my own.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Chess. I know it's a little bit harder. I live in California, where things are a little bit um, people are a little bit more tolerant, <laughs> opposed to like Arizona, where it was a completely different story. Not saying it's a completely different story, but I mean, there's def- I definitely felt it more in Arizona than I felt it here in in california but i will say i don't put anyone at a distance right away my my idea is everyone's welcome into my circle everyone's welcome Mm -hmm. into my well not my inner circle but my at least opening circle i don't know you want to call it (laughs) i'm welcoming to everyone it's what you do and what you say that's going to prove to me at what level you're going to be in my circle you are either going to be in the inner circle or an outer rim or something like that but i also think of them as a challenge Because then I'm like, well, now when I talk to you, I'm going to say things to you to make you start seeing things my way. Because, like, I'm not trying to necessarily change everything about you. But, like, just be – my main thing is mindfulness. Just be mindful of what someone else might be going through or might be doing. Or So it's like I'm not going to try to change you completely. But if I can get you in a place where you can at least be tolerant and understanding of me, then I can keep you in a good place. But, again, you probably wouldn't be in my inner circle the thing about getting suggestions from people at your work, that's definitely one of those things that makes me put people away from me. They'll like make comments and I'll be like, do you, do you think I don't know anything about this? Cause I think, I don't know. There's, there's times where like, I'm like, I'm the same age as you. I know just as much as you do. And, and it's like, do you think because I'm not white that I don't have this experience or that I don't understand this thing? I'm like, I do. And I do also read and, and, watch art watch you know things and it's like i have that same input as you do and i actually might have a better input sometimes so like stop making it seem like i don't know what i'm talking about that's frustrating and that's one of those things where i'm like okay you're gonna go on the outer the outer circle because i can't deal with you yeah um i i had a coworker who was very, very much like that she you know you guys might I think everyone here works with kids right uh yes yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of um one of the biggest things was like, I came in and, and there was one person specifically who would constantly be like, well, you know, with children, you have to do this. And with children, you have to, and I went, mm-hmm. I've been working with children since I was like 10 and I professionally have been working with children since I was 18. I know. Yeah. I'm not stupid. I'm not some random person. I, I have a background too, just like you do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very frustrating. Cause it's like, would you have made that suggestion if I was white? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abraham, how do you do it?
3: Wow, I I feel it's it's been um, the crash course that is the American history uh, for me since moving here, and you know the first place that I I I spent a significant amount of time was in Arizona, but you know with I guess the two of you guys, Michael and Chaz, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting Rebecca yet, but and being in the theater program as well, uh, being one of the few, probably the only. Straight black man in that program uh, presented very interesting, you know, conversations outside of that community, and coming from a country where I was a majority, there was more black people in in Africa. I'd like to imagine uh, there's more black people where I grew up, and then I come to uh, um, you know United States, and suddenly it's you know I'm put in that situation, but. I I also grew up in I lived in England before I lived in America. I lived in South Africa, so I always used I was always used to being that other person from that other place, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when I'd walk into the room, it was a choice I had to make. Like, okay, am I going to be the one who sits in the back, or am I going to embrace what I'm getting into? And like very much like what Chad said, I found it helpful to always start off with a hundred percent. If if there's nothing obviously suspicious about the individual, whether what whatever race or color, whatever the background is. If if we're getting to a space and I don't know anybody, it's a hundred percent. Hey, how's it going? Start the conversation. And then as we continue to unveil ourselves to each other, that's when it's like, okay, you're you're the friend who perhaps needs to stay on this side. Um not completely excommunicating you because you're human and you probably need just as much love as everybody else does. It's just perhaps we haven't figured out a way how to best serve ourselves in this situation. And then the other friends was like immediate, like, ah, homie for life. You know, mm-hmm. it's all colors. The conversation of, you know, even in the company that I work with right now, I work with kids as well. I do a show uh called Ned's Kindness Adventure, where the purpose is teaching kids the importance of kindness, cultural diversity, and acceptance. And so I've performed in schools where I remember the one, one day I did a, sh- I did a show in, in, it was in, in Idaho, I think it was. And it was like, if there was a person of color, it was probably someone who was a, a Native American or indigenous. Otherwise, it was like full on white. So kids in that particular small community don't get to see a face like mine. So when I pop up on the screen and I'm teaching them about this country in Africa that they've probably never heard of before, it's an opportunity to say, all right, maybe the adults in your world haven't been able to expose you to everything else, but here's an opportunity for you to learn at an early stage that different can be good. And mm-hmm. uh, even though we look different and we come from different places, we all want the same thing at the end of the day. And it's just figuring out how do you express it and how you do, how do you go about attaining that, thing out what your purpose is in life. And I have to give them an opportunity to do that without prejudice otherwise then i'm i'm assisting in developing a generation of kids that are going to grow up not knowing any better and i try to make it a point and even like in my dating life as well i've dated outside of my race i haven't had an issue with it until it comes to how is society going to look at us and all of a sudden that becomes a more complicated question even though the two of us are in it together it's now how is everyone else going to look at us and how do we feel when we walk into a space because everyone has these ideas of what they think I or who they think I should be with. or uh, And that's even in the black community too. I've had black people who are like, man, why would you date a white person? Why would you date, you no, know, no, no. I remember having someone specifically say you can date any other race just as long as it's not white. I was like, damn, wow, that's that's really how you feel. Um, And maybe it's because I didn't grow up in the same environment as a lot of Americans have and so it's I've had to be patient and to learn and listen to those stories because they're my community now I've been in this country for 15 years you know it's long, I've lived here longer than I've lived in my own home country right this is home. so these are the conversations we have to have but I still have that mindset of everybody deserves a chance until they take it away from them mm. um and it, it doesn't matter who or where or what you you from or whatever the case is. Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, with white people specifically, um, yeah, it, it, I I just hope they, they listen when these conversations are happening and their rage should be not for show. It should be genuine out of a place of genuine concern to actually wanna make change and not because they need to hit highlight points because that's what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give one quick example before I pass the mic. Uh, I was dating a a, a, a white woman um, several years ago, and I was the first black boyfriend she had ever had. Um, and so it was interesting. And she's from um, a, a state, a particular part of the country where not a lot of black people are around. So it was interesting to see her navigate dating interracially uh, out of her race. And she would make comments like, "Oh my God, I feel so black," and and all of these things. And I'm just like. Oh no. Because I'm like introducing her to this music and all of this stuff. And she's feeling it, she's loving it. And I know it's coming from a place of, you know, and she's like, oh, why wasn't I black? And all of these kind of things. That's like, okay, oh. I I get it. That that you're you're loving it because this is a different part of and good, you should embrace it. And maybe, you know, in the privacy of our homes, it's okay to say those things, but maybe you shouldn't go outside in the streets and say that. Um, but it it became this interesting experiment of like, okay. She has no idea what it's like to be with a black person. So when I would mention things, um, it took her a second to like click. Um, eventually we we separated, and then when George Floyd happened, she sent me a message saying, "Hey, I think I'm finally kind of coming around to what it is you are trying to to share about the black experience in America." And I was like, "Well, you're finally coming around to it." Some people don't have that choice; they're just in it. And so, if that's one thing to remember, the second thing is, whatever you're coming around to now, this is not something you just put on on a weekend. Mm-hmm. This is, has to be your everyday because one day you are going to produce a beautiful life into this world, and they're going to be you're going to be the first example of how you treat other people. Mm-hmm. So, this isn't a costume you get, you get to wear and then take off when the lights out. This has to be for the rest of your life. And whoever your partner is, she's now married to a white man. The two of you have to do this forever, behind closed doors, in the streets, if you really care about it, because now you're finally coming around to it. This is what it has to be. And I wonder if that dissonance is so big that maybe it's not possible to fully, fully, fully understand a person who is of a different race because there's that, I'm finally coming around to it which can take how many years somebody's, you know, that part is still a big question. And I find particularly interesting if anyone has thoughts on that, but that's what I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's great that she did eventually, uh, kind of get it and it sucks when it's performative, the, the outrage or it's like post a thing on social media, but I'm not really doing anything to support the community. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's very frustrating. So while social media does help in a lot of ways, it also kinda helps the uh it not being genuine, the the feelings. What is your favorite game? It's my next question.
3: The dating game. No, I'm just kidding. That oh. game sucks. <laughs> <Chaz>. <laughs> Dude, you... There's a little subtext <laughs> on that one, Chaz. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, I'd I say I... that at because you ask, uh, you know, what is something that we 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 people say they know a lot of and they don't really know about? Uh-huh. I was going to say dating, dating, in, in, in jest, but I feel like there's a lot of truth to that. I don't know if anyone else, so, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, people don't know social cues. uh They don't know what chemistry is. They get offended at certain things. You're just like, wait, that's not. So it's, it's a whole lot of different things, and people don't understand that. It is a game you you have to put yourself out there and you have to be okay with failing and winning, but people don't, they just get so frustrated with it because it is frustrating.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So dating game. Very good. Abraham.
2: Is that, people, your, people is that your final crack. answer?
3: I'm like Pokemon.
0: Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh Pokemon we, Go. we
3: talking about like actual games games? Like it could be how, games, however games? you,
0: however you take this question. Uh,
3: so dating game would qualify. I wouldn't say it's my favorite game. It's quite annoying, but it's a mm-hmm. game. It's a game. <laughs> it's um, a game. <laughs> right now, there's this awesome game called Age of... Was it? What's it called? Oh, see, look at me. I don't even know the name of the game. Age of... It's kind of like a zombie game, which is on my phone. It's terrible. It's a distraction to life, and uh, it's happening. The game is terrible or the distraction is terrible? Uh, how much time I spend on my oh, phone okay. is terrible mm-hmm. uh, playing yes. this game. I can't remember. You can you can skip me. I'll be back. Okay. Yeah. Because I love zombies.
2: Chaz, what's your favorite game? I don't play games a whole lot, <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, I did play Pokemon for real. You know, actually, hold on. I do have a better answer than a basic, basic ass answer like that. I've been playing Werewolf with my students a lot. They really enjoy it, and I'm really enjoying it. It everyone play? It's like Mafia, Mm-mm. where you pick. Uh, like three people are secretly werewolves, and then like. Everyone goes to sleep, they kill one person, they eat them, and then everyone wakes up and they have to vote on who they think the werewolves are. Oh my like, gosh. It becomes wow. a witch hunt, and it's the funniest things in the world because the kids pick the most rant. They go, so-and-so is the werewolf because they smile. And I'm like, <laughs> they're, you're all smiling. You're all playing a game. That's you're a
3: qualifier.
0: Fun. They're wearing blue. There's seven of go. you wearing blue.
2: Yeah, they'll go, Oh, Michael's the werewolf, because he was moving while we were while our heads were down. I'm like, well, he also has ADHD, so he can't control that. So like relax.
0: Yeah. So then so the kids vote and then that person's taken out? Or yeah,
2: so that, that person is excommunicated from the from the town. And okay. then if they get it wrong, well, they just voted out a, a like a villager. Mm-hmm. They vote out the werewolf, well then they the goal is to get all the werewolves out.
0: So if they correctly vote the werewolf, they have to admit that they're a werewolf. Yeah, they don't like okay.
2: I was a werewolf and then we keep going.
0: Will this work with four and five year olds? Or is Probably it too much? much?
2: It might be too much. Damn it.
0: That does sound fun.
2: Werewolf. But play with like you're like Sigma Roe brothers. Like you can get a Zoom going. <laughs> I don't know how it would work <laughs> over Zoom. <laughs> you don't you, you literally sit and talk. It's literally like a storytelling game.
0: Oh, gosh, I don't trust them with stories. Okay, oh. <laughs> I love them, but it would it would go all over the place. Becca, do you have a, a game, your favorite game?
1: Yeah, when I just need to, like, veg out and not think about life or the world, I play Minion Rush on my Ooh. phone. Yeah, or this other, like, farming game called Township that I play. Right.
0: Yeah. I see a lot of ads for those on my games. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So yeah, I know that you took the Uh, bait yeah (laughs) she did nice um i love disney sorcerers arena it's a it's a phone it's an app game but they have the characters from pixar and disney movies and you Mm -hmm. go fight stuff so you could have sully and princess tiana and uh hero nakamura all on one team and you go fight randall from you know monsters inc or whatever and it's it's just cool, or you could be you could have Maui, and uh I think I spend my most of my time playing that on my phone, but also trying to get my son into like a con- con- console game, so we've been playing Mario Party on the Gamecube uh nice, with him. Yeah,
3: so, yeah, so those two, Abraham, do you figure out? yes, the game is called Age of origin you it, it's uh, you can get it on your phone, uh it's a strategy game build a base, build an army, fight zombies, and then other people who are live online, they can attack your camp and steal your resources, and they get points, So you have to defend your your camp, and you can join alliances and go attack other camps to get resources and basically build points and drain your phone battery and push
1: <laughs> your life away. Um,
3: so that's that's one game. The other game is called Ten Ten, just like it cubes that are different shapes kind of like tetris where you have to put them in certain and then they disappear and uh you get points and just keep going um different shapes and like long random little uh shapes and stuff and again it's another mindless game like rebecca said one to just play when i'm vegging out yeah i've been playing it for oh man 15 years. six years now Oh, yeah six years, six years. Just chilling on my phone. <laughs> That's so great. Before um, it used to be Snake, but Snake, uh, they don't make Snake like they used to in those old no. Nokia phones. So now I got something else to mindlessly occupy my time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what artist or band do you always recommend when
0: someone asks for music recommendations?
1: Mana. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll
3: just copy and paste the answers then.
1: Uh,
3: Bruno Boy. Nice. I said it, I said it last time yeah. Said it this, time. yeah, well I right can... now, even the musician who I shared with you guys, Asha, she's pretty good, yeah,
1: I think other music in general that I listen to most often is like lo fi like hip hop beats, mm-hmm. and I <sighs> always always watching um Lo Fi Girl channel on YouTube. Mm-hmm. if I were graduating with the regular cap. Like Captain Cowan situation, I would totally put like Paint Lo-Fi Girl on there because she has <laughs> helped me get through graduate school. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome, nice. I think for maybe I love Outcast, and I think they're so strange as a group and in, in their albums, but sadly they don't do it anymore. Mm. But yeah, I think Outcast might be my go-to for for recommendations. Chess, Chess is going through. I
2: don't I don't think I I'm not like a fan of a band. I mean, if I was going to go to like high school, I'd be like, yeah, Incubus, it's freaking great. But like I I just, in general like really love uh female singers from like the 80s and beyond, like beyond that. I was listening to this really good song by her name's Dancy Wilson. It's called It's Over. It's like a breakup song. Mm. It's a really good like r and d song, but it's yeah, I don't think I have a specific band. I just, I like all music, and I'm really one of those people who, if you tell me something, I'll go look it up and then like listen to it for like two weeks and be like just nonstop.
0: Nice. If you could have an all expenses paid trip to go anywhere, where would you go?
3: Hmm. How How long can we stay at this place? Do Do I have to come back, or can I? Just... Uh,
0: you do have to come back. <laughs> yes, uh, that is a stipulation in the question. I didn't think I'd have to say that. Um, <laughs> Listen, man. Try <laughs> to live out here in these streets. Uh, two weeks, you get you get a two weeks, paid trip, all expenses, all expenses. Oh,
3: man, somewhere where I probably wouldn't necessarily go because I had no reason to. I'm thinking, Japan.
1: Dang,
3: That'd be Japan. Good. That one. Yeah. No
2: way.
3: He said, Norway
2: i said do it
3: (laughs)
0: do it don't
2: do no way i went to japan and almost didn't come back because i was like oh this place is too amazing i kind of want to live here now
0: yeah i bet (sighs) that's definitely on my
2: list Mm -hmm. Mm me too i think like ireland or scotland only because i want to go i want a vacation where i get to stay in a castle for like a period of time but i want to be surrounded by just like beautiful green mountains and hills and you know like everything is in those places things are like spread out so like it takes you a while to get to like the next house or the next big thing like i would love mm-hmm. I, I need to get out of the city and not be so compact
0: yeah could you all ever live we were watching um banshees of in and it's in a little place in ireland serena asked would you ever want to live in a little town and i said i don't i think i'd go i'd lose my mind i think i like the the busyness of a city." the they walking right for a long period of time or driving to the next building i don't think i could do it i think the quiet would also get to me uh i need the noise and i need the oh hell breaking loose unfortunately so we're getting divorced no um no we're good we're, I'm sorry. <laughs> she heard that answer and she started packing it's uh it. that's why i scheduled the podcast for
2: right now um she actually left before this. She took the coffee. And she, left. Took the coffee. <laughs> right. she took the coffee. That was the last thing.
3: <laughs> like you know that V in the uh, in the ice cube that was actually me. That was her.
2: She's been. Sorry, Michael made up. He's like my wife walked out of me. Took my
3: coffee. It took that was it. Now
0: she's going to Ireland. Becca, where would you go?
1: Um, I think Egypt, Cairo, Alexandria. That has always mm-hmm. been like number one on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. See the pyramids and history and culture
0: yeah i pick glendale okay so the next question is uh what are you no i i think japan i think i would land on japan and if it's expenses paid i'm just gonna i'm just doing everything i'm doing everything what are you most insecure about becca if you say your town and township i'm gonna lose my mind
1: it's not that serious oh, okay cool all right <laughs>
0: couldn't get deliveries Uh i don't know i don't know what happens it's a cure Mm.
1: i think my abilities as a therapist and that i'm doing i'm helping my clients as best as i hope i am and like they're taking something from it and growing and healing Um, i can only hope (laughs) yeah Although I hear from you know most most therapists, they feel like they don't know what they're doing.
0: <laughs> what
1: we try, we try.
0: Don't tell me that just winging you it. You're just you, winging it.
1: You can't be trained to help every single individual on this planet and every single. Of course, you can. Contact. Thank
0: you, Abraham. Thank just training. tell them to drink more water. That's all.
1: Do, Do some push-ups today.
0: Just drink some more water. it will be fine. I tell my kids to take a lap. Uh, whenever they have a problem, Go outside and get some
2: air. That's all. Go we'll get some air.
0: <laughs> They're not sharing Legos. Take a lap. Go. <laughs> Cut it out. Take both of you. Take a lap. It's over. I also need
2: a job. No. Um. The question is, what are we insecure about? Yeah. Is this really a podcast? Or are you writing a paper about us? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm writing. Yeah, it's it's going to turn into a hopefully a, a movie if.
2: BET will take it. Um, I don't... <laughs> Man, I, I, don't, I don't. I think, I mean, I, you know, I feel like the insecurity will be the same for everyone except just in different modes. But it's mm. I'm insecure about the things that I'm passionate about. So, like, I love to write and I think I'm the worst writer in the world. Mm. In fact, I had a parent who's a writer. She she gave me like a, a gratitude journal that she wrote. And in the first two pages, she wrote this amazing thing. And I went, wow, she did something amazing in two pages. And I can't even write like 10 pages and make a point. Like it was one of those things where I literally like had to put the book down and I was laying in bed going, well, you suck. Let's watch YouTube. No. Uh, so I think, I think that's my thing is uh, the stuff I'm passionate about. I think I'm always like a failure at. I'm like, you're not, you're not as good as that, as you think you are.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that shows that's you so care sad. about it. Yeah. Mm.
2: yeah i think you're wrong oh mm.
0: i'm passionate about telling you how to feel so <laughs> i'm insecure about it mm. it's insecure about becca it. how do we fix imposter syndrome how do we heal it <laughs> yes thank you
1: when you find that answer please let me know because that's oh, like my it. perpetual reality
3: practice you're insecure about practice Oh no, that is my, oh. my, my offer to how we can work around imposter syndrome. I see. Being confident in your material. And I think kind of piggybacks off what Chaz says about being insecure about things you're passionate about because you don't want to mess it up or seem like you can't do it as well as the next person. Like so right now I'm I'm training to do a show um where I have to learn how to do some awesome yo-yo tricks. Hey, hey, hey. Mm. And uh, it's still part of the same company, it's still with children. And I, I teach kids about how to become a champion at school and in life. And I use yo-yos to tell this epic journey that the character, the cartoon character goes on, where he learns about having a positive attitude and doing what's right and doing your best even when it's difficult and not expect to be an expert the first time you try something, but taking it one step at a time. But the lessons comes in learning from your mistakes and choosing to implement that so it's a part of your life and then you get better over time and just being exposed to it as much as you can so that the nerves are not, ah, get me out of here. The nerves are, ooh, this is exciting how we do this. And that in effect works on your confidence so you can walk into a room with your chest up your head high and perhaps, hopefully, minimize that imposter syndrome. Hmm.
0: I guess I'll try that, and then I'll yell at you if it doesn't work. Um, yeah, I, I'll I'll stay professionally like teaching. I don't know how these kids are going to turn out. I hope, mm-hmm. I hope they're good people. Even like with my with my kids, I'm like, please don't be assholes when you grow up. My God, please just be nice to people. 'Cause I don't really get to see them like a like a sitcom teacher, like Mr. Feeney. I don't just follow them through the rest of their life. <laughs> uh, so I you know, I hope the stuff I, I teach to them sticks with them and they apply it and somehow figure out the world or help them figure out the world. The world is uh can be a hard, scary place. Um and so I, I do my best to try to prepare them for that by learning how to use a, a pocket knife and things like that. Um I have two more questions. I'm sorry. Let's, let's go. Which protagonist from a
3: movie would make the worst roommate? It's not a movie, but have you guys seen um... Oh, shit. Do you know oh, the man. name of anything? I'm terrible. <laughs> Brain fog. Hey, you woke me up. I... Um, <laughs> Aren't you in California? I am in <laughs> I California. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same time here. That Saturday night was crazy, okay? Let's let's, let's not talk about it. Um,
2: he was playing a favorite game. He was picking up all night.
3: Good boys. The good the boys. The boys. Oh, the boys, yeah. So either either the dude who who I don't know if he's a protagonist, but he's a guy who's got the facial hair and he sounds like this and he's trying to take down the boys. Him. I think he'll okay. be I think he actually be hilarious.
2: What the oh, Billy that... Butcher or <laughs> Butcher?
3: The butcher. The butcher. I think he'll be hilarious as a roommate. But it might be frustrating too, because that's my answer.
0: Okay, this is just fresh in my head because we just we've watched the first three movies in the past week. uh' it's Shrek, I think Shrek is a disgusting being. Ugh. in a in a house like he's great in the woods, but if he were to live with me, it'd be it'd be very bad. Or if I were to live with him, things would just be yucky. Uh, so I, I feel like Shrek because that's fresh in my head.
1: I can't think of anything else. So my answer is going to be Rapunzel. <laughs> oh. I feel like we would have, I have really long hair um, <laughs> for Jazz and Abraham since I've never met you. It's like to my <gasps> knees at this point. Um, wow. And I feel like we would have hair everywhere and every drain would be clogged and it would just be real bad.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. That makes wow. sense. Yeah. Is that the longest you've had it? Or
1: No, in high school I got it down to like mid calf.
2: Oh my wow. Um,
3: just for fun cuz you're awesome. That's that's just what you do.
1: No, well, my mother didn't want, allow me to cut my hair. <laughs> wow. For a long time until I decided that that was it was my own thing and now I just don't want to. Okay.
3: To your knees. If you don't want me asking how tall are you? 6'10". No, I'm uh, <laughs>
1: No, not very tall. I'm 5'2". Oh, that was
3: that's course. still very impressive. Wow. Hey, keep it going. Guinness Book of Records. We can do it.
1: That's like 16 feet, so I have quite a ways to go.
3: Do, do you like put it up? <laughs> yeah, so
2: clearly it's on your radar.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that, that's to be someone who's been growing their hair since, like, they're young and have, like, never touched it. yeah. do you you
3: have like a a special uh, product that you put in your hair to keep it healthy and perhaps increase its growth or whatever
1: no okay it's just (laughs) you being you i I do nothing special to it (laughs) well i mean i don't i've never dyed my hair i don't use like product hairspray gel i don't use heat tools i don't know maybe that's helpful
3: JC, we just have to be you, which none yeah, of us can do. That's, so, that's, you know what? Keep your awesomeness yourself, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Where did you find her, Michael? Uh, a long time
0: ago. I like to How say outrageous. she found me. Rageous. It was in a boat. No, um... <laughs> it's very weird. Do you? I know Serena does this with her hair. She keeps chanklas in her hair. Is that not a thing? <laughs> you keep? No, okay. Chaz, did you think of? yeah but it's
2: like I, no it's all good i want to know more about the chocolates but it's always at the ready so she could just no like I, keep her... a,
1: I keep my chocolates on my feet
2: oh, okay. i like, got like, the whole like toss so, it up like and qu- then... oh, toss it and catch it and then throw yeah. it but yeah. i understand where it is coming from because i would want goddamn damn michael again yeah yeah just real quick
3: just did right you now. drink my coffee this time <laughs>
2: <laughs> no
3: uh
2: sorry. i was gonna say like harry potter but only because (laughs) he's one of those characters who's like, there's always shit happening. He's extra. And you're just like, dude, I don't have your roommate because every time I go to my room, someone dies or like Uh prophecy, there's too much happening with you. (laughs)
1: Prophecy, someone's after (laughs) you.
2: (laughs) Maybe you can go somewhere else where I will not have all this happening at my doorstep. (laughs) You just seem like a lot of work as a roommate. That's all.
0: That's a great one. That's actually really funny. Yeah. Okay. Last one. And then we can all... Fly away. What do you wish grew on trees besides money? Uh, besides money.
3: <sighs> unlimited credit cards. Damn it. That's a but form I don't of... That <laughs> I don't have to pay back. you break the system. Unacceptable.
0: Give me, give me another answer.
2: An energy source. Wish like a fruit or a berry could grow from a tree that you could just pop in your, your car and it just is like ready to go for a while.
0: I pictured the Tree of Might from uh, Dragon Ball Z. I don't know, because you would eat it and then-
2: Is that the one that has like vinegar
0: and- Yeah, Turles and um, yeah, just badly named uh, character. It was an off uh, non-canon movie that they made, but- um... I was
2: thinking more of like, has anyone ever seen Futurama? The poop that Nibbler makes, it's like a big black sphere, but it like can power up like a million planes. (laughs) What in the world? watch drama you guys watch it it's good I, stuff. I guess
0: <laughs>
2: okay so an energy
0: source that you could like what charge your phone and or
2: oh electric? like you could literally like like the fruit would just pop off the tree and you could just shove it in your like in your car in like the oil thing like the okay. gas the oil thing i could word the gas tank um, the... the gas tank or oh, oh, the engine <laughs> with the engine block or in the engine it would just and it would just like power up your car for like months and you're just like wow i don't have to get another fruit for like another six months i'm good to go
3: That'd be great. Can can humans use this? Because I was thinking it for myself.
2: Yeah. What if we eat it? What oh, like If you eat it, uh, I don't know. Same effects as Viagra.
0: <laughs> oh God. Oh no. <laughs> I, I I don't know. What is Viagra? <laughs> I've, never, I've never. This is a Sunday episode of the podcast. Never dib- I've never oh, dabbled in
2: that dabble. Um.
0: <laughs> uh oh.
2: The, it's like it has the same power as the blood of Jesus. Oh, uh,
3: oh damn. I don't know if that's better. <laughs> <I> probably, <laughs> no.
2: I'm, off the, I'm off the show for now. I'm
0: You're off okay. the show. I'm going to move your name way down on the list and uh, see you in two years. All right. Mm. I like that energy source. Energy
3: source. That's a good one. Just grew on trees. Yeah. Not mm. money. Can I ask why? why not? Not money because I feel like
0: I feel like important. everybody would say that. I feel, I feel like we all need we, and want we money. Need it.
3: All right. So now you're forcing us to be creative and think yeah. outside of the box. Yeah. How dare you? It's too early for this. It's not it's two fifty-two where you it's are. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. i t I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I got bills. Ooh! I said about what this? I said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can, can, can sugar mommies grow on trees so they can they take care of things?
0: Rich women? Is that what you mean? Well,
3: that's that's what I'm into. Or rich uh, women or rich men, I guess. Sure. Rich and non-binary too. Also. Sugar. Fill in the blank. Okay. Just sugar. Uh, can sugar just grow on the tree and then people? we can just... Sugar people. Sprinkle it and then they can just take care of us when, when, in times of need.
0: I'm getting word from the judges. No, that's it.
3: <laughs> no. It's not a thing.
0: No, no. I I just got word from the people over there from the peeps. Um, hmm. Becca, do you have one?
1: Um, that's a hard one. I think what just popped into my head is like uh, health insurance, like health insurance <gasps> card that came with prepaid health insurance. <laughs>
0: hey, that'd be pretty good.
1: <laughs> Almost as good as a credit card.
2: Almost as good as oh, a okay. Yeah, because you have to use it for medical things. We load So it's like whatever you need. There mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Abraham, did you are you sticking with sugar? Sugar people? Listen, we're declining sh- sugar people.
3: Sugar, sugar. <laughs> I feel like you... the blank. Sugar <sighs> X. OK, let's just go with it. That's what we're doing out here. Gosh darn um, it. No, let's let me think of something else. Um. Wow, I was going to say plane tickets in the spirit of being able to travel. Yeah, Cause... why can't you say plane tickets? Hmm. Because it's not as good as sugar people.
1: <laughs> sugar people could get you to travel. That's the thing,
3: <laughs> I but at least they have travel. a sugar person. And then they can do and those some... other things. You see, this is the point. The sugar person <laughs> is basically the unlimited credit card. But the sugar person guess, has to live I with you for get to look at, at them and say thank you at the end of months. the day. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 the, the whole concept behind this rant. That you I'm have to keep
2: your sugar person watered. Uh-huh, you like, have
3: to feed, not feed them, but
2: be with miracle them. Miracle bro. Mm-hmm.
3: Feed them with words of encouragement and positivity. And like, you keep working hard so I don't have to, baby. You're doing great. Uh, what else? What? <laughs> How
0: do I kick you out of here? How do I...
3: Still haven't figured this out. Okay, fine. Sugar people. Uh don't give I mean, up on taking me to Egypt so I can see the because I know Rebecca's over there. She's hanging out. <laughs> like Rebecca, remember this? it's me. About <laughs> your hair.
2: Remember? Remember? Uh, it's gonna be a gift you can get someone at Trader Joe's. Hey, I got you a little sugar person. Sugar, <laughs> sugar person. A sugar oh, person my thing?
3: oh my gosh. It grows. Oh, um goodness. I got got nothing. Um, Okay. Yeah, I'll just leave it awkward and stick to my sugar people. All right.
0: And that's my final answer. Perfect. We'll accept that, I guess. Uh, I'm going to say red pandas. I think it'd be really funny if um, there's just a tree and red pandas are growing out of them and um, they kind of just fall from the tree and then walk around the world. But you're not allowed to eat the red pandas. So people can't hurt them, hunt and kill them. Thank you all for being on. I really appreciate it i'm sorry it's so early abraham i uh you know i thank I'm, you for I'm, your I'm service over it.
3: i'm over it. i, I mean, <laughs> it's done what's done it's is done, done. Uh, i i did, i did have one one thing i wanted to share uh, in the spirit of lo-fi girl rebecca if you're looking for something uh yeah. this album popped up when i was also perusing lo-fi the last three songs and the song When She Cries, uh, my my favorite from this album, but I think it's it's a pretty solid album if you want something to chill and veg out too, So thought I'd share that. Cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, Hi-Fi, sugar can.
2: girl. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, bringing in the goods, baby. No, no, no. 2023.
0: Uh, I can't handle that. So please don't bring the goods. I don't think you're ready for this. I'm not ready for your jelly. Uh I appreciate your time, everybody, and kind of Abraham's time. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you all in nine months. Hopefully the divorce goes well.
3: Damn uh, it, sir. What?
0: No. It I I just have to dodge until all the chunklets are out of her hair. And then I wait till she reloads and then I can take her down. But uh <laughs> until then, wish me luck.
2: Boss fight. <laughs> <It's> the- <laughs> It's the last level. I gotta beat it. Son of chonkos. Wait. Now jump on. <laughs> it.
3: Wait, wait. Down, down. A. Um. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, everybody.
2: Nice Thank meeting you. Everybody.
3: Nice meeting you. Nice to see you again, Chaz. You too. Oh, man. not
2: everyone. This is like a...
3: Wow. <laughs> Bye, y'all.
1: I feel like it's a lot of pressure being like the brown person in a class, like the hispanic latinx person in a clinic the only person who's bilingual like